we're all a little weird, and life's a little weird. And when we find someone whose weirdness is compatible with ours, we join up with them and fall in mutual weirdness and call it love. Dr. Seuss. Hi everyone, welcome to Honey Butter Ramblings, a coming-of-age lifestyle podcast brought to you by Bailey and Anne. Join us Wednesday evenings for ramblings on professional development, outdoor adventures, creative projects, and more, especially this week because it's relationships. Welcome back, Ramblers. Today we are talking about relationships, and we have two special guests, Patrick and Thomas. Why don't you guys give us little introductions? Well, hey there, folks. The name's Thomas Muling, and I am a graphic designer um, still in school. And I specialize in animation and motion graphics, um, and I've been doing that for a while. I have had a few cool internships, and I'm Bailey's lovely boyfriend. And I'm Patrick Jonassy. I am currently studying environmental engineering at CU Boulder, um, which is where Bailey and Anne graduated. Um, and some other interesting things about me is I do a lot of social dancing. I love tea, and I'm a board game aficionado. Patrick dances, which makes him just the most suitable bachelor. Hashtag wife material. Yeah, ladies, he's single. Oh my god, can we put out a call for Patrick? Like, we don't even need dating anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh, we could make it our own bachelor episode. Help Patrick find a lover. If anyone wants to date Patrick, please comment below. Yeah, we can put up a picture of him. He's a cutie. Yeah, and we'll list all of his socials so you guys can connect with him. Yeah. Yeah, you can follow him on social. There you go, Patrick. But she didn't think you were going to get solicited today. And if you DM, if you DM me, I will send you exclusive um, pictures of Patrick. Some special ones. Some special ones. Yeah, they're just shirtless. That's fine. Okay. Anyway, um, thank you guys for listening in. So, as Anne said, to, this week is about relationships. So we're gonna take you guys through some of our relationship experiences, um, some of our views on today's dating culture and give you a little insight into, you know, relationships in our age, because it's much different, I think, than, like, past generations. Like, it's a, a very different world that we live in. Agreed. All right. So let's have each person give a brief overview of their experiences and, like, their outlook on relationships. All right. I'll go ahead and start. Um, so right now I'm currently single i've never been in a relationship so i don't have much experience in them um but i do think they're great so eventually i hope to be in one and is also single if any men are listening tight <laughs> uh i'll go next so i am also single currently but i've been in uh a lot of relationships um some short some longer uh overall my like outlook on them is they're kind of like messy learning experiences because uh, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've been with partners that made a lot of mistakes. Um, but like every, I don't regret any of them, and I have like learned something new every time. Great. Thank you, Patrick. All right, Thomas. Um. Well, I'm trying to think. Well, I guess my experience with relationships is is somewhat limited. Um, as a young adult, particularly, um, I've been dating Bailey for um a long time. Um, so that's like what six and a half years, six years. Six and a half. Six and a half years, first try. <laughs> um, so that's been a long time. And we, we've stayed together solidly for most of it. Uh, so there hasn't been really much time for me to be like, her to dur, time to go discover. Um, 
but I don't need that. So I, I don't know. My, I guess I think relationships are, are nice as long as people know what they want and they communicate effectively. Um, that's all I got really. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for that, Thomas. I, I would hope that you're, you're satisfied in this arrangement. Me too. Um, and then similarly, I've, um, only been with Thomas since our freshman year of high school. So we're coming up on seven years in May. Um, and he's my best friend, so I'm extremely happy. Aww, you're my best friend. I oh, hey. thank you, <laughs> Patrick. You're our second best friend. Thanks. Um, and my outlook on relationships is: I think relationships are what make the world go round. I think there is somebody for everybody. There's a lid for every pot, um, and I think eventually everybody does find that person that they're supposed to be with. So uh, keep your heads up, everybody. Have some positivity. I, you'll both find love, Patrick and Anne. <laughs> thank you. But self-love comes first. You're right, Patrick. I was about to say, when you say relationships, are you talking about the world runs on relationships that are not just romantic? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, like, you know, it, underlying human connection is super important and nothing can get done without it. Cool. Well, I, in that case, am in a relationship with Patrick. Oh. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, anyway, all right, next question is, what is your opinion on today's dating culture? Love it. Would you like to go first, Thomas? Yeah, sure. Um, I think today's dating culture is a lot of um, people who don't respect themselves enough to, um, they, they don't love themselves first, and that, that becomes an issue because we live in, a really, really complicated mediascape that is very, you know, body shamey and personality shamey. Like everyone has to read a bunch of stuff and how to make themselves, you know, more desirable for people. And I think that's really unhealthy. And that turns into a whole, you know, there's a whole economy based just around dating sites and apps and things like you can, could, could you imagine going on Tinder and paying for a super like they, they wouldn't have that feature unless people paid for them. Mm. Wait, that's a feature? You can pay for that? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can pay for that. And they wouldn't keep it around oh unless people gosh. paid for it. Like, that's how they make money. And and so you have to think about, it's not that these people who are looking for love so desperately are actually that desperate. It's that they've been conditioned to be that desperate. And it's it's gross to me because I definitely think that everybody has the opportunity to just walk out into the world or or meet somebody through school or meet somebody through work and and that's like a more natural connection and your story is going to be better too because no one wants to end up you know being 55 and being like well yeah we we met on tinder and everything went okay you know <laughs> okay but like but like on the flip side of that I think with the way that like our technology is going uh, people do meet over stuff like that. I mean, my my mom put an ad in the newspaper to find my dad. That's the equivalent of like today's Tinder. I think like people could still find happiness that way, but I think currently a lot of people don't use it to find happiness. They use it to find hookup. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's it's more instant gratification mm -hmm. than anything. Patrick, what do you think? Yeah, I can uh, jump on board with uh, what bo both of you have said. Because uh, my opinion with all the going with dating apps, for instance, is it's it makes access to um, physical relationships and just relationships in general a lot quicker and faster, but it is based a lot around like physical beauty for most of the swiping apps. 
That's true. Yeah, and also, like, pre-existing insecurity. Yeah. So I think, like, if people were a bit more educated or experienced with dating, then I think it could be really good. Because, like, if everyone came into uh, an app like Tinder with just knowledge of a lot of relationships before, they could probably, like, work through kinks easier and, like, get connected with people easier. But the problem is we have a lot of people that are inexperienced and are not communicating their expectations or what their needs are. And it's just becoming this hookup culture that it is now versus people just wanting to like it definitely depends but something like that yeah yeah that's very true like on tinder most people swipe after seeing the first picture they don't actually read the bio which is the part where you're supposed to get to know each other and like see if they're a fit with your personality not just what your like expectations are of physical appearance mm. but then like how are you supposed to like combat that like how do people who didn't find love through school or college or work or like how do they how do they find somebody then oh god i don't know we should bring back uh, cable tv dating shows i think (laughs) (laughs) everyone goes on the bachelor (laughs) honestly i i feel like that that would work um i don't know well see that's that's the issue right because again like i said earlier there's this problem with a ton of i don't know media is is a very dangerous thing Mm. and it's 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 hard to decide how we should go about that but i mean people have been you know finding love for decades you know in all sorts of different ways so i i don't know if there's a clear answer it's it's difficult to say fair but and i also think like with today's dating culture like the nice thing about technology is it makes it a lot easier to you know, keep up connections, like whether it's your friend, like with Anne, like she she's moved to Canada, but we're still able to talk to her because of technology or like Thomas and I are in a long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. And if that had been 50 years ago, I don't know if it would have worked out because if you could only write letters back and forth, like that wouldn't be much of a relationship. But with today, you know, you can Skype, you can FaceTime, you can hop on a plane and see that person in an hour and a half. Like, I think that makes a huge difference for the proximity of being able to find people that you are compatible with. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Next question. What is your ideal soulmate? Ooh. If you believe in soulmates, that is. I can start. Go for it. So I don't believe in the idea of one true love. Um, and that kind of goes along with soulmate. Uh, because in, in my past, I have, uh, I would say I've loved multiple individuals and I've like grown to love individuals. So I don't think there is one person on, uh, on earth that you're meant for. I kind of think of as there are lots of suitable people that you can learn to love and get to know because we're, we're all individuals and I'm not trying to like be like, Oh, they're a perfect match. And so they are just a pair. It's like, we're all individual people. Um, But going back to like, what do I look for in an ideal partner? Um, similar to how, uh, how Bailey, you and Thomas have it, uh, kind of like having that best friend, someone that you can, no matter what happens, you can go to and they'll be able to support you. Um, but with that other things that I, re- or one thing I really value is kind of equality in like effort. Um, if, uh, there are definitely gonna be times where equal effort is going to vary. Like someone's going to be really sick. So the other person's going to step up and support them more. But if one person is 
giving 90% of the effort 90% of the time, I don't think that's healthy for either partner. But it's definitely situational because that could really work for some pairs. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, I feel like in a good relationship, like good healthy relationship, there should be somewhat of a compromise. Like both partners should be equally putting in effort. What about you, Anne? What's your ideal soulmate? Um, well, I kind of agree with Patrick where the, there's not just one soulmate. Like I believe in multiple soulmates. Um, but I guess ideal soulmate is someone who's always there for you, especially when you need them. Like they just kind of instinctively know when you need them. And obviously I would reciprocate that too. I would just, I'd like to instinctively know when they need me. And just like Patrick said, there would be compromise and there would also be work from both sides. Kind of sounds like a dog. <laughs> I think you're describing a puppy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I do love my dog. Aw, well, there you go. That's that's because my soulmate is a dog, obviously, <laughs> or a cat. And you know what? Hey, that's fine. I think that you should just be fine with that. Get a dog. Um, and just say, you know what? This is the rest of my life. No. I think dogs are great companions, but maybe not soulmates. The lifespan would be an issue. Thank you, Thomas. It would be. <laughs> what about you, Thomas? Ideal soulmate? Uh, I also don't believe in soulmates. Um, and Anne said there's multiple soulmates. I think there's none. Um, and I th th this that's because... Um, I had a conversation with a friend a, a long time ago and the the basic idea of it was obviously there's an inherent attraction between people and you know there's there's certain people that work out and personalities mesh better with some and whatever but ultimately in the end um, what I've learned being in a relationship as long as I have is a, a relationship is is work um, and it's not bad work but you know you have to do something to keep this like going Otherwise, there's no way people would ever stay together. There's a reason you fight for somebody and it's because you love them and it's because you want to put in sacrifice for them. So it's a, I don't think there's a soulmate because I think you choose who you want to be with. You're like you make a conscious decision of who you want to work for. You, you know what I mean? Like you see somebody and you're like, wow, I want to be with them so badly. And then that's the moment that you'll do whatever you can to be with them and make all the effort. So it's, there's no soulmate because you choose, you know, you you ultimately choose who you want to be with. That's fair. And if, if you want to call that soulmate, that's fine. But, um, you know, it's a choice. It's your choice in the end. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I mean, I definitely think there's like somebody for everybody or multiple somebodies for everybody. But I might just be like a romantic in that regard. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. Like a relationship takes work. It's not going to be like all happy feelings and roses and everything is great like I, I definitely think you can find someone that you're super compatible with and then you both have to actively choose that person every day like even after you're married like that person has to be that active choice you make to you know want to put their needs above yours and want to be invested in them as a person okay so this next question is for our single ladies yeah and Patrick hey <laughs> I'm a single lady, damn it. Oh, gosh. Oh, and also, I feel like we should point this out. This would be fun. Um, if anyone wants to answer these questions in the comments, go for it. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Other perspectives are definitely uh, considered. So, uh, Patrick and Anne, what do you guys do to find a suitable date? Do you want to start, Anne? Um, sure. Uh, right now, nothing, because I'm not <laughs> looking for dates. But actually, I mean, there was one part, um, like one time where I was using tinder and bumble but i never actually got dates out of that like i never really swiped right and made matches which i realized the point of the apps i just i don't know they weren't for me Mm. that's fair yeah what about you patrick um similar all i have uh, one point i want to bring up first is uh for the audience that doesn't know um i identify as a heterosexual cisgendered male um so basically i look for women in a suitable date. Um, and I I think kind of, I, I learned this in a psychology class in high school and Bailey brought up some of these words uh, over the course of this. Um, but there's three laws of like relationships and attraction. And they're, I don't think they're laws, they're, they're ideas. Um, proximity, similarity, and physical attractiveness. So when I look for someone suitable date, I'm looking for someone who's like, proximity like nearby if i'm not looking to date someone in another college um because that's going to be more difficult for a starting relationship if you're coming into college in a relationship um i think that's a whole different story but so i'm looking for someone who i'm like seeing fairly regularly or can see regularly um then there's similarity uh with this one i always think like i'm a dancer and i definitely want my future partner to either also be a dancer or be interested in learning how to dance because that's been such a huge component of my life. And it's like one of my main stress reliefs in a given week. Um, and the last one, physical attractiveness. Like I'm, I'm looking for a partner who is attractive to me. Um, and I think that's really important in this kind of day and age. It's like, you don't have to be attractive to society. It's just kind of like having, holding that attraction between two people. Like I'm not worried about um, how, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. I'm not worried about like how a future partner looks to the world. I'm just, I'm, uh, no, this is, this is turning into uh, a weird way. Um, it, it, it's definitely like a very important part of relationships. Like it, it's common through like, that's what Tinder is based on. It's based on this physical attractiveness. But I think like having all three of those is really key. Um, yeah, I don't use any uh, dating apps. So I mainly look at like people I encounter. So kind of like in jobs and working classes. Um, so yeah, that's mine. Yeah, same here. Like just people I meet in the streets like guys I see at work or just in a coffee shop I don't know just anyone I have a chemistry with is always a potential date yes definitely okay um all right so the next question is for me and Thomas since we've been in a long-term relationship um how do you make a long-term relationship or in a long and a long distance relationship work communication that's it that's that's all you got that's the only way to make it work because <laughs> it oh man it, it teaches you to really really get to know the other person on a mental level to a point where you just it what i'm trying to say is you have to be able to be very open with each other about your insecurities in a relationship and your worries about your relationship and you can't be afraid to bring those up because 
if you're afraid of someone leaving you for your uh you know for issues that you're having in a relationship that could be fixed with some communication then there's a fundamental fundamental issue um and so it's that openness the willingness to say yeah i'm in a relationship and i love being in the relationship but that doesn't mean it's without flaw um that openness is really important so it's like going away and saying i don't like long distance and you know not ignoring the fact that you're uncomfortable or don't like something you can usually fix those things just by expressing it you know <laughs> makes sense yeah i think definitely you have to be willing to sacrifice some things especially when it's like long distance like you have to be okay with not being physically near that person for months and you know being able to really cherish the time that you do get to spend together and put a lot of effort into that um, and also recognize that like that time will probably be more special than it will be when you're like living together um, day to day because you only get to see them for a short amount of time and then in terms of like a long-term relationship um, it's not it's definitely not easy I would say like you know our first three years together were relatively easy and fun and like the honeymoon stage and then we had a period where we were broken up um our freshman year of college for six months and like that was like really difficult but like we needed that to realize that we could be our own people and we could grow and we could be happy as individuals before we could continue to be happy together in an adult relationship so I think like, when it comes to like long-term relationships just make sure that like you put your own happiness you know, first, like, you're happy, you're satisfied, you love yourself before going into loving somebody else. Yeah. Uh, quick question for Thomas. Yes, Patrick. So I, I definitely agree with communication being so important, but could you give some details about what, and Bailey, you can input to what communication looks like for you guys? Um, well, like I said, it's, uh, well, communication generally with us is, um texting or facetime or skype or calling on the phone um and i think it's just again it's that it's that openness so if someone's just feeling down about being in a long distance relationship which happens a lot you just have to you know tell them right away and then you can sort it out and if you can't talk right that second that shouldn't be a problem either you know you have to accommodate for each other a lot you can't expect um too much of the other person because you know it's almost like we're living it, it, it's hard because you live almost separate lives completely to a certain extent you know there's pl there's overlap there's plenty of overlap but it's it's also you know keeping people up on your day-to-day -day, making sure they know what you're doing and including them and that can be very difficult and challenging sometimes. I'm terrible at it. Noted. Um, but it's, it's uh, yeah, and it's just recognizing that and trying. Mm. You know, so much of the battle's trying, just reach, reaching out. <laughs> and I think, like, even with um, not even just uh, romantic relationships, but, like, with, like, my relationship with Anne or, like, my friends who don't live near me, like you kind of have to put in that extra like 10% of saying like, Hey, how was this event that you told me about? Or how, like, or I'm thinking about you or giving them like just a little bit more so to make them 
feel special since they can't get that from being with you face to face. Like whether that's sending a card or uh, just a text in the middle of the day being like, hey, I'm thinking about you or this reminded me of you. Like I think just going that extra little step when you can't be together face to face is important too to like remind that person that like, hey, I, I still care about you. You're still top of mind. Yeah. Um, would you guys mind sharing maybe a little story about like a time when you had problems with communication and how you overcame that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Putting me on the spot. There was one time when we were uh, 16 and we were Skyping and I told Thomas that the baseball caps that he used to wear were stupid. <laughs> and, he, and he got so mad. He, like, hung up the, the Skype call and, like, wouldn't talk to me for two days. Oh, savage. And I was just like, that's, like, the dumbest thing ever. Like, what a dumb thing to be upset about. But, like, in his mind, like, 16-year-old Thomas, like, that, the baseball caps were, like, a huge part of his identity and, like, something that he was already kind of insecure about. And, like, he, you know, really, like, loved to wear them. And so by communicating that to me afterwards and letting me know, like, why that was something that bugged him, like, it made it a lot easier moving forward to like recognize that, Hey, this is something that like my partner might be sensitive about or something that maybe I like should tread carefully around instead of just being like, that's a stupid thing to be mad about. But like, it actually is something that like could have a deeper underlying thing. And if you don't tell your partner that, then like they're not going to know and you're not going to be able to fix that issue moving forward. That is just a fabulous example. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good one. He doesn't wear those hats anymore though. I do every once in a while. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just because I'm less insecure. I wore them mostly because I was just very insecure about myself. Well, you're a cutie. It's okay. Hey, thanks. I think you look cute in the hat. What about you, Thomas? Uh, I don't know. From from a day-to-day, -day, it's like if if Bailey doesn't feel like, you know, she's getting enough communication from me. Because a lot of the time I get caught up in work a lot. Um. I'm a, I'm a workaholic, admittedly. You know, I I do everything, um, from not not eat to not talk to people to all sorts of things, just because I kind of get caught up in everything. Um, and so it's kind of like I don't think about it, but it means a lot to just talk, even a little bit, just to say hi or good morning or anything. Um, and you know. If I don't do that, then it, it, you know, oftentimes comes across as very, like, I'm trying not to talk to Bailey. Um, and that's never the case, but it's something that I have to be conscious of. Um, and that, that happens, you know, here and there. And I think only ever a few times has it gotten to a point where it was really bad and it kind of resulted in like, oh, you can't do this anymore. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, and I don't know. It's that, again, it's that open line of communication, which Bailey is really good at. Um, and we've both grown to be better at, um, you know, just keeping that open and. Yeah, that's true. From like a third party standpoint, I, I can definitely see your communication skills have grown both of you. Oh my God. So much. <laughs> I would hope so. I majored in communications. <laughs> if I can't do that, I'm screwed. <laughs> um, cool. Anyway. All right, so next one's a little bit of a lighter topic. So this is for everybody. Best pickup line you've ever used or heard or had used on you. And I don't want these cheesy ones. I don't want the, like, 
you're the best or like are you tennessee because you're the best 10 i've seen like no i don't want that shit like let's get some real ones on here yeah, but, but but wait can we can we change it a little bit okay because i don't know if people generally actually use pickup lines i think i think a better way to phrase this question would be what is the best way that you've ever hit on somebody or picked up on somebody or or flirted with somebody initially you know like how did how did you approach somebody all right yeah i like that let's let's give our let's give our bachelor of the hour the floor go for it patrick okay um so i don't have a example of one i've used but one of my favorite uh things i've seen was this went uh, around I think like the interwebs a while ago, but it was, it was a Tinder conversation and this girl asked a guy to write a sonnet about a first love. Um, and this guy responded with this like really beautiful sonnet and it was like so cool. But then he said to look at the first uh, letter of every word and it read out send nudes, insert name. <laughs> and then she was like oh my god oh, that's so funny he's like you know be even crazier is if you uh read the first letter of each of my words and my first response which was um i'm reading it now oh it was like want to smash and then he had a third one that was uh number please and i'm like this was just so thought out and amazing but it still showed this like really funny goofy side but also showed like wow this this is like really really romantic and passionate i I just love that That, that's my favorite thing i've ever seen i would swoon i would swoon that's funny that is wow i'd swoon i you'd swoon you'd faint over that patrick well then patrick how do you how do you approach a potential mate what do you do to court somebody oh i'm awkward um i somehow get dancing involved and that typically helps me out if Patrick can get a girl to dance with him, then she, there's a, a 10% more likely chance that she'll go on a second date with him. I can confirm that, like, I've had many of friends who have danced with Patrick and they're suddenly like, I'm in love. I mean, I've danced with Patrick and I'm kind of in love. Um, I think uh, one interesting with that is uh, I really like the idea of the five love languages that you can have. Um, their physical touch words of affirmation, um, gift giving, uh, acts of service, and quality time. Uh, for me, number one is physical touch. That's why I love um, dancing. I love like hugs. I'm a very huggy person. And I think a lot of my previous relationships, I've also encountered people who physical touch was up there for them. Because um, often like interactions that go really well for me is like maybe if there's like dancing or if there's some kind of like fun game where it's uh, there's some kind of like physical component um, that I think that's where like my energy really comes out and that can look attractive to other partners. Nice. Okay. And what about you? All right. Well, I've never really used the pickup line, but I will um, tell one that has been used on me or like a phrase a guy has said to hit on me. And it was actually me and a friend which makes it even funnier but <laughs> so this guy just comes up to us um i was on the beach with a friend and he's just like hola chicas are you guys spanish do you want some ice cream as he hands a half-eaten ice cream to us Ew. nice 
That's pretty good. So good. Ew. And how do you approach a crush? How do you court somebody? Um, usually I kind of just go up to them and start talking to them normally. Like, I'll probably be more awkward than if it were someone I wasn't, like, interested in. Like, if it wasn't a crush, I'd probably be less awkward. But I usually just go up, say hi, like, talk about their day and, I don't know, things they have in common. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, one-on-one time is huge. If you can spend time with a person one-on-one and, like, talk and get to know them, it just works wonders. It's really hard to do in, like, a group setting where everyone's friends and they're kind of, like, everyone's, like, chatting and doing small talk. Yeah. Definitely. All right, Thomas, what about you? How did you court me? I... I... Okay. I mean, not... Are you sure about that? Particularly... Also, this is, like, when I was, what, 15? Oh goodness. So I I didn't really. I don't know. I I just kind of I never really have. I I just kind of exist. Um and I hope and and that's the best the best I can do. Okay. That's actually fascinating because we I think society has this grand idea of courting someone like, "Oh, if you're if you're a guy in society, you you go on a lot of dates. You're bringing flowers. You're paying for meals. Like that's the traditional side. Um, but yeah, kind of like similarly, I, I I've never intentionally like tried to court someone. Like I might ask someone on a date, or I might like hang out with someone. But it's it's evolved a lot more naturally than I think society or like movies or books show. Yeah, well, like even if um, let's put it this way, if I was to court somebody <laughs> like patrick like patrick <laughs> oh my gosh okay yes i i my answer is the same i would obviously it's a proximity thing so the more time you can spend around somebody the better but i just don't have that idea that being very forward with someone is like super great i don't know it's a long con it's like the long game i said con i'm not tricking people <laughs> If this is a con, then I'm in too deep. <laughs> no, it's, but but it's the long, you know, just you got to establish that connection and friendship with a person. And then you just let that naturally evolve into passion. Okay. But to like call Thomas on his BS, hmm. he did, he totally did court me. What did I do? He literally, after, after my friend, one of our friends told him that I liked him. He wrote up a note asking me to go on a date and then he wouldn't give me the note until I could answer a set of five riddles that were like really dumb and I'm pretty sure made up on the spot. Bailey, I've never done anything planned before in my entire life. But anyways, I got the note and I said yes. And for the next couple of months, he definitely courted me. He took me to dinner. You know, for homecoming, he had each one of you guys and our other friends deliver a daisy to each of my classes that spelled out homecoming at the end. Like, Thomas used to be a major romantic. He'd do drawings for me. He'd get me chocolate. Like, so when Thomas is like, oh, I just exist, that's BS. No, I just exist. <laughs> it's just an existing thing. Yeah, uh-huh. You, you wouldn't get it. It's just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet. I imagine. I honestly... Okay, that's like a... Ugh. I'm trying to think of how I can BS my way out of this and act like I was right the whole time. <laughs> um, I was right the whole time because 
that's how I'm going to start my essay. Welcome to my TED Talk. Um, I didn't do anything originally until you expressed any interest in me. And I was like, uh-oh, this is my only chance to ever get a girlfriend that's really hot. Um, and I was like, well, better just, you know, send it. And I did. <laughs> and so I had to. Wow, Thomas, you were quite the romantic. I had to. Wait, that doesn't mean I'm not romantic. That was just my mindset. Uh-huh. Like, do, what, what's not romantic about that? <laughs> You're trying to tell me that what's more romantic is some guy walking up to somebody in a bar and going, hey there, did you fall from heaven? And then he spills his drink and then they both go back to his place and watch a movie and that's it. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's the modern dating culture. I'd say that I was more romantic easily than that. Uh-huh. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Okay, so now that we're talking about, like, the past, um, let's get into best story from one of your past romantic encounters. This can be a relationship or a one-night stand or just a crush or somebody that you were mildly interested in and that was mild, mildly interested in you. But let's hear it. Let's hear if you got any funny ones, any good ones, any ones that we could, like, learn lessons from. How about the guys start on this one? Yeah, guys. Take it away. Sorry, I'll start. I started last time, so I'll start again. Um, so I'll, I'll do one. I'll, I'll, I can keep thinking if I think of more. Um, this was this was a situation that just ended really nicely, and that was because, as we've been talking about, like this whole time, communication and expectations were set up. Um, so I, um, me and uh, another girl, um, decided we wanted to start a friends with benefits relationship. Um. And we both communicate at the start because we we were saying how we both are able to um, detach easily in in that kind of situation. Um, and yeah, it, it ended really nicely because we we communicated like, hey, if we are ever in a relationship or are ever interested in someone, just communicate to the other person, and that will be it, and I'll, we'll be good. And that's basically what happens. Like a few weeks later, um, this girl got into a relationship with someone, and she. Like pulled me aside and was like, hey, I can't do this anymore. Um, thank you for everything so far. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I'm really glad you're in a relationship. Um, and it was just ended so nicely. Um, and like we're still friends and we still talk now. So yeah, it was just that that was just like a really, really nice romantic encounter. Because I've also gone through a lot of really bad encounters. That's fair. I like that. I'm glad that ended like positively for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, Thomas. You can include me. No, okay. For everyone listening, <laughs> Patrick and Thomas are not lovers. They've been playing. They've been playing this game for years. The long con. It's the long con. <laughs> no, it's not the long con. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna have to like get a cat and just move away. Well, this is the best part because there was one time where Bailey got hit on by one of my. Or not, he wasn't one of my friends, but he was a friend of a friend when we were out. Um, no, wait, what? Where was this? Dark Horse. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a friend of a friend. Bailey got hit on by someone who was there because they didn't realize that I was dating Bailey because he actually legitimately, no question, thought that I was in a romantic relationship with Patrick. Oh, yeah. That was that was ridiculous. Yeah, that was real. Uh, it, can you believe that? That was a crazy romantic encounter. That that's when you know well, we're we're some good friends, we're some good buds. I don't know. Um, I I'm trying to think of something that's like. Oh man, I don't even know. Does Anne maybe want to go? 
Yeah. Okay, I'll give you time to think. Um, all right, let's see. Ooh, okay, I've got a funny one. So, there was uh, this one night where I was in an elevator with a guy, and we got in the elevator. We were both, I think, a little tipsy, and we were kind of just um, standing in the corner um, cuddling, and we forgot to press the button to go down. So then one of my friend who all was leaving right after us, he gets in the elevator and he just and we all go down together and it's just very awkward but very funny because now me and my friend can laugh about it a lot. Nice. Yep. Nice. I don't awkward. It's okay. My friend was great. He just gave me a fist bump. <laughs> I don't know if I have any that are like hmm, podcast appropriate like past romantic encounters i'm trying to think of like ones that are like definitely appropriate i don't know i think we've had some very magical trips (laughs) (laughs) he sounds like he's high (laughs) no i I, i'm serious though you're like i don't know what's appropriate and i'm like bailey we've had six years of relationship and you can't think of a romantic moment we've shared that isn't appropriate oh snap <laughs> we oh you know what we when we won um when we won homecoming queen and king um in high school i tried to leave early because i was tired and they wouldn't let us leave and then they called our names and we weren't even paying attention because uh i don't remember why because the mics were bad and we couldn't hear and then like later on we realized that they had called us and they made us come up on stage and get our crowns that was cute that was a fun romantic encounter that was that was a great romantic encounter. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, hmm. Man, I tell ya. I tell ya what is a good romantic encounter. Um, Bailey and I like to go on trips to the mountains. And I think a really great trip that stands out is we went to Glenwood Springs to do a little vacation. I think it was like a long weekend. And we went hiking, and we got ice cream, and we walked around a cute mountain town, and we went to some hot springs, and we felt really high class and bougie, and it was just wonderful. And it was a really nice time, and it's that moment where you see your significant other, you know, like, walking in front of you or something, and you're just like, ah, angel. Oh. That's sweet. No, but it, but it was is. Was it Patrick? It was, no, well, yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. It's it's moments like those that I think are amazing romantic encounters, and we have luckily as a couple been able to share so many of Aww. those. Oh my god, get a room. Aww, <laughs> I love you. I love you too. How cute! All right, n- next question um, is: What is your approach to relationships, whether it be romantic or other? Bailey, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I think you need to go in with your full heart. I think you just need to jump in and say, you know what, I'm going to give this to my off. It doesn't work out. Next next one. It's kind of like the same thing with how I approach work and life in general. It's like the quicker I fail, the quicker I give something a try and the harder I work at it, the faster I'm going to figure out whether or not that's supposed to, like, that's meant to be. Like I'm not somebody who likes to waste time. I like to be efficient. And like the quicker I can figure out whether that's the person I'm supposed to be with and the quicker I can get on with my life and find that person. I think like, you also have to like be fully vulnerable. Like every time you get hurt, it sucks and it definitely makes you more aware of things. But I think if you let that harden you and you don't keep an open heart and an open mind, then it's going to be very hard to find 
that one person eventually go in, you know, love, love hard, like give it all you got. And eventually it is going to pay off. And no matter how much pain you go through, there will be somebody that makes it worth it in the end. So yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Like I always go forward and like the faster you fall, the faster you realize you can move on and try something else. Try, try again. Like (laughs) exactly. Like if you guys have read our introduction, um vlog one of my quote is uh what if i fall but like what if you fly so i just kind of use that for any relationship whether it be romantic friendship or even like work relationships like just put yourself out there you don't really know what's gonna happen but the faster you do it the, like faster you'll get results mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. agreed patrick um i definitely agree with you both there because uh, I think there's a lot of, uh, there can be a lot of problems when you're pondering and like trying to decide to do certain things um, for someone. And uh, I think the the idea that you, the um, things you regret most of all are the, like the choices you didn't make. Because um, it, it mm-hmm. is the idea of like, just, let's just get the answer so I can move on um Mm -hmm. but going back to so like what is the approach to relationships um for me i uh like i think for like what i've been talking about having being able to be comfortable sharing your thoughts and ideas with another person and be able to share what you value or your expectations of the other person is just so so important because if you are understanding each other's expectations um and like maybe one person doesn't meet at a time. You can talk about that. And rather than argue, you can like figure out and improve each other. Because um, it's like the best uh, relationships or relationships I've been in or like the best moments or the best times they've ended is when we communicated. And when we like talked things through, we like said, we're not trying to like avoid painful subjects. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure that that thing you said about we're not trying to avoid painful subjects i think is so insightful it's that is such an important idea to grasp i think when you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. patrick and i think that really sums it up it's the fear of talking about something that's you know unsavory something that you don't want to talk about but is so necessary it's a break that boundary will just improve any relationship so quickly and yeah anyway my my thing is just you got to have self-care you got to self-love before you can really give that to someone else as well so understand that you have value so that you can give that to somebody else too oh that's that's important that's super important and also, if you gotta stab some people in the back, you gotta do what you gotta do. Leave a leave a trail. You gotta. <laughs> no. 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 Okay. No. He's taking it too far. That was so cute and so insightful. And then he just butchered it. <laughs> okay. So the very last question to wrap up this podcast, um, I would like to hear each of our definitions of love in one to two sentences. Wait, in one to t- in one to two sentences? Sorry, that's like a big one. <laughs> this is the only one I didn't put notes down for. 
Patrick, you mean you're not ad-libbing this whole thing? I, like, write down words. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to talk about that. Wow, I didn't write anything down. Yeah, that's probably obvious. Um, I think that love... I think that love is a higher form of deep-rooted friendship. And it's a form of companionship that is one that improves on each other and you're a unit. So it's a, it's, it's a deep rooted friendship, I think. Yeah. That's a good one. Love that. I love you. I love you. Love you too. Oh man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and do you have one? Or do you want me to go? Um, you can go ahead. Um, all right. I think the definition of love, whether it's romantic or friendship or family or a passion, um, I think the definition is something that you care more about than yourself, something that you want to see grow and do better and something that challenges you and something that like makes you feel whole inside. That's a good one. Not, not, as, not as eloquent, but like, yeah, love is, love is lit. <laughs> <laughs> Not as eloquent makes it less eloquent. <laughs> okay, Patrick, your turn. I think love is just messy. And it's it's always going to be like that, but that's kind of the best thing about it. Like, there's always going to be times where it's, it's tough, uh, and you're going to need a little elbow grease to get everything done. Um... But yeah, like the, but the the end goal is to, I think like as you both have said to, like improve improve yourself, improve, help to improve the other person, support the other person, and like to improve like your surroundings or something. I like that. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, let's see. All right, my definition of love, I guess, would be. A relationship where you grow, you learn, and you kind of push each other to become better people. But also, like, you would both, like, whether it's romantic or friendship, both people would do whatever is necessary to make the other person happy. Beautiful. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our joining in on our podcast for love and relationships and thank you to our two special guests thomas and patrick we will put up their social followings below in case anyone is curious about learning more about them or dating patrick yes until then uh check out our blog posts for this week around relationships they're going to be super awesome uh hopefully you guys all saw the one on monday and um follow the one tomorrow that's coming out from Anne. and until then ramble on yep have a lovely week ramblers Ramble on. All right, Ramblers. Next week, we're going to be talking about healthy lifestyle choices, whether that be exercise, eating, or anything in between. We'll catch you on the next episode. See you next week, you silly Ramblers. Bye.